Welcome to season two, everybody. Woohoo! Now, boy, do we have a lot to go over, and there's a lot of new things that I've made just for your enjoyment. First off, YSB, or Younger, Smarter, Better, officially has a blog and YouTube channel that glow along with the podcast. You can find these in the description below. And the goal of these two new platforms is so that you can get the same information the way that you want it. If you enjoy a quick read full of helpful information and interesting stories, you should check out the YSP blog at youngersmarterbetter.wordpress.com. And again, these are in the description below. If you prefer a more visual approach to learning, then the Younger Smarter Better YouTube is probably more of your style. The YSP YouTube channel is something I am personally proud to introduce to you, and I hope that introducing these new platforms to you will help you get engaged in learning the way that you want to. Second off, for now the schedule of every other Tuesday will remain the same until I'm able to put in some more time to create some more episodes. Currently I'm trying to focus on quality over quantity, and I'm still experimenting with some ways of creating the content. So, for now, every other Tuesday is where we'll be getting season two, and let's start off season two with episode one. The Podcast of Joy. A small boat with a single fisherman docks at the only pier in a rural part of Mexico. An American businessman was in this part of Mexico settling into retirement when he saw a few large yellowfin tuna in this small fisherman's boat. The businessman complimented the fisherman on the size and beauty of the fish and asked him how long he was out fishing. The fisherman replied, only a little while. The businessman was amazed and then asked, why don't you go and catch more fish? The fisherman replied, I have enough to support my family's immediate needs. So, what do you do with the rest of your time? asked the businessman. The fisherman was excited by the businessman's question as he replied, I sleep late, fish a little, play with my children, take siestas with my wife, Maria, stroll into the village every evening where I sip wine and play guitar with my amigos. I have a full and busy life. The businessman scoffed. I've graduated top of my class in Harvard with an MBA. I could help you get a fishing empire. If you were to work harder and longer, you could get a bigger and bigger boat spend more time catching more and bigger fish, you would use those sails to eventually have a fleet of boats, and then you would be able to cut out the middleman and sell directly to restaurants. You are going to need to control the product, processing, and how you distribute it. You also would need to leave this small village and move to a larger city, and then to a large corporate office to control your empire. Then the fisherman asked, But how long does all this take? To which the American replied, "Eh, Only 15 to 20 years. But what then? And then you make the company public, and you sell your stocks, where you make millions. Ah, millions. And then what? Then the Americans said, Then you retire. You move to a small coastal fishing village, where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your friends, take siestas with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine and play your guitar with your amigos. The two characters in the story ultimately seek the same goal to be happy, and to enjoy their life. They both have different ways of going about it. The businessman looks at the path of happiness as being filled with riches and taking a long time to require. The fisherman, however, looks at happiness as enjoying his time today, spending time with his family and being with his friends. The fisherman sees happiness 
or joy as something that he has control over and something that he can do today. Joy is a natural-born skill that can be cultivated. People have the ability to create joy for themselves and others if they make the choice to take action to feel joyous. So what actions does a person have to take to feel joyous? Well, people have the ability to experience joy by changing the way they view their life situations and how they treat others and themselves. Before diving into how to be happy, one needs to understand what the goal is. There are many different ways to approach the goal of happiness, and there are also many different types of happiness. There is happiness in the moment, which is called pleasure. This is generally short-lasting and is derived from things like sweets, exercise, drinking, drugs, and many other things. Pleasure is a reward mechanism in the brain that guides us in order to survive. As David J. Lennon said in his book, The Compass of Pleasure, our legal systems, our regions, and our education systems are all deeply concerned with controlling pleasure. We have created detailed rules and customs surrounding sex, drugs, food, alcohol, and even gambling. Jails are bursting with people who have violated these laws that prescribe certain forms of pleasure or who profit by encouraging others to do so. This paper, while at first may seem like a guide to getting away with breaking laws that condemn us from this pleasure, is actually about a different type of happiness, called joy. Joy is the longer-lasting state of feeling well and calm. This form comes from more of a mental recognition of being well, feeling well, and doing well. Richard Davidson, a neuroscientist, has discovered four regions of the brain that bring lasting well-being. They are our ability to maintain positive states, our ability to recover from negative states, our ability to focus and avoid mind-wandering, and our ability to be generous. The way people think and treat themselves has a large role to play in if they experience joy. One of the many ways people can experience more joy is by changing how they think. How a person thinks about themselves and their situation determines their mood and some of the suffering they experience. Every day, people give themselves additional stress and suffering because of the way they think and react to situations in everyday life. If someone reacts to a negative situation with anger, it can very easily cause more problems for them. People who look at situations through different perspectives, have humility, and are able to accept things as they are, are able to respond to situations in ways that don't cause them more suffering. Every situation has more than one perspective to which it can be viewed. The ability to look at a negative event and see the longer-term positive outcomes of that event is one of the greatest pathways to joy. Say, for example, a plane has been delayed. The ability to look past the event in the moment and see it in a larger perspective will bring into attention all of the other people affected by this plane being delayed. The company would not delay a plane on purpose because it wants to annoy people. It wants to make more money, and they are losing money when planes are delayed. If someone on the delayed flight is on a connection flight, and the delayed flight causes them to miss their connection flight, they could be trapped in that airport. There could be people on the plane trying to get home to the families that they have missed dearly. Also, the plane could be delayed for safety reasons. Is it better to be slightly late on a flight or on a flight that is on time to crash into the side of a mountain? Just as important as a person's perspective on a situation is, is how serious they are. 
A sense of seriousness often causes stress. The same is true with the feeling of superiority or importance. When a person takes themselves too seriously, treats themselves as superior or as completely independent, they begin to depend only on themselves and add unneeded stresses into their life. They are constantly trying to ensure that they remain superior. This is stressful, the opposite of relaxing. When someone believes themselves to be just another person, they relieve the stress of having to work to act above others. People who take themselves less seriously are able to recognize the ridiculous things in life, which allows them to laugh at those ridiculous things. As the Dalai Lama concluded in the Book of Joy, people who are always laughing have a sense of abandon and ease. They are less likely to have a heart attack than those who are really serious and who have difficulty connecting with other people. Those serious people are really in danger. Just as important as losing the sense of seriousness, acceptance is a huge role in a person's joy. The ability to see life as it truly is will help create a calm sense of mind. The ability to accept life as it truly is without the added expectations and external pressures people often bring onto themselves is a huge realization and a huge step towards becoming more joyful. Accepting life as it is without adding expectations that we give ourselves helps us appreciate all that life is. When dealing with a difficult problem, ignoring the problem causes it to fester. However, accepting a problem can allow the person to take responsibility and enable them to take the problem head on. For example, a difficulty in a relationship can be easily ignored. Building up what starts as a small disagreement once, ignored, can build up and ruin the best of relationships. Once a person accepts the problem at hand and the role they play in that problem, only then can the person begin to bring the relationship to a better place, possibly even better than it was before. Humans are social animals. As such, they derive a great deal of joy from interacting with others. When an individual feels lonely, they often feel as if they are experiencing more suffering as compared to being with someone else they enjoy being around. When people have a close relationship with someone they can rely on, not only did it improve their health in the long term, but it also increased their happiness over the long term. For example, an article on Harvard's longest study on happiness, lasting over 80 years, stated that people who had happy marriages in their 80s reported that their moods didn't suffer even on days when they had more physical pain. Those who had unhappy marriages felt both more emotional and physical pain. Relationships is not exclusive to marriages, although they are a great example of relationships, and they also have a lot of studies done on them. How people treat others has a larger effect on how they feel about themselves and how calm they are. When people are able to forgive others, treat others with compassion, and when they are generous, they are more calm and enjoy life more. Relationships can play a large role in a person's ability to be calm. Oftentimes, conflicts arise in relationships that cause one or more of the parties involved a great deal of pain or suffering. As the Archbishop Desmond Tutu said, Without forgiveness, we remain tethered to the person who harmed us. We are bound to the chains of bitterness, tied together, trapped. Until we forgive the person who harmed us, the person will hold the keys to our happiness. That person will be our jailer. When we forgive, we take back control of our own fate and our feelings. We become our own liberator. Forgiveness frees a person to make the choices that give them joy. Forgiveness also takes a great deal of strength. It is easy for a person to cause harm, 
but it's difficult for someone to forgive the person who has harmed them. A study done on the effects of forgiveness in marriage said, The effective transformation of pain or suffering into understanding of the lived experience, together with the ceasing feelings of any hostility or vengeance towards the offender, we've observed that the victim begins to sense the pain and suffering do not need to disappear, yet they are experienced in a more peaceful manner. Therefore, distinguishing between the act and the acting person is a fundamental psychological process to achieve forgiveness. Forgiveness allows for the victim in a conflict to regain control over the way they treat others. Compassion is the ability for someone to help others when they are in pain or are suffering. As social creatures, we appreciate and idolize those who help others. When someone helps another person, it reminds them that suffering is a part of life, but also that we do not need to go at it alone. As Douglas Abrams said in the Book of Joy, when we help others, we often experience what has been called as a helper's high, as endorphins are released into our brain, leading to an euphoric state. The same reward centers of the brain seem to light up when we are doing something compassion as when we think of chocolate. The warm feeling we get from helping others comes from the release of oxytocin, the same hormone that is released by lactating mothers. This hormone seems to have health benefits, including a reduction of inflammation in the cardiovascular system. Compassion literally makes our heart happy and healthy. What people focus on in their minds tends to be what causes their emotions. When a person focuses on another's suffering, they focus less on their own suffering. While studies have proven that money past a certain point may not bring people direct happiness, there are ways that money can bring joy. As Douglas Abrams said in his in the Book of Joy, generosity was so important for our survival that the reward centers of our brain light up as strongly when we receive, sometimes even more so. As mentioned earlier, Richard Davison and his colleagues have identified that generosity is one of the four fundamental brain circuits that map with long-term well-being. Humans' brains have one-fourth of the long-term wellness determined by giving others. That is absolutely huge. Joy is something that all people are capable of and have the ability to create for themselves by taking actions to feel joyous. One who takes actions to change the way they think by looking at different perspectives, taking themselves less seriously, and by accepting the way of life will experience more joy and be calm. One who treats others with kindness ultimately gets rewarded by calmness and joy. They accomplish this by forgiving others, treating others with compassion, and being generous to others. At the end of the day, it is so sad that there are so many businessmen-type people that see happiness as something locked behind achievement. The possibilities of a life full of joy are in the hands of everyone who is able to take actions towards that goal.